Hello, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and welcome to another Monday Morning Art Talk. I'm Steven Silver, character designer and teacher, dedicated to helping you learn about the art industry and living up to your potential. Whippee! So before we get started today, I just wanted to mention the Ground Zero Animation Expo, which is going to be in Anaheim on June 8th and 9th, gzaexpo.com. What I love about it, it was created by um, an extremely disciplined, talented, energetic uh, young woman, Eva Lacey, and it's, I believe it's in its fifth year now, and just, I mean, taking initiative and starting her own convention, and every year it's grown, it keeps getting bigger and bigger, and what I love about it is, it's a very intimate convention, but there's talks throughout the whole day as well that you can go, and it's only like $8 or $10 to be there and meet artists and network and just hear some new insights about anything. I go there um, every year. I, I want to support it. I, I love it. I appreciate it. And if you guys um, are in town and can make it down there, swing on by, um, go to a bunch of the panels that are going to be happening through there. There's some workshops happening too, but check it out. It's well worth it. So that's gzaexpo.com. Uh, All right. Um, today, what I wanted to discuss is really discovering your artistic weaknesses. And where this comes from, I got the opportunity to go to, I mean, anyone can have the opportunity. Um, I went to this Leonardo da Vinci exhibit at the Ronald Reagan Library in Simi Valley. And what was awesome about this exhibit was, and I, and I didn't expect it, I didn't know it was going to be there. I happened to go there with my kid and his friend for something else, and we said, oh, well, let's go to that. And what it is, it's beautifully done with all of Leonardo da Vinci's notes and his experiments and all his inventions and that. And what they did was they recreated in miniature form all his, of his inventions. It was absolutely phenomenal. And just to go and this guy was just a freaking genius. And you just see the way this guy's mind thought. And when he even just talked about his paintings and the Last Supper and what I loved about it, where they had this, um, and I really appreciated it, they got these interactive experience things. And for the Last Supper, they were showing how, why he said, you know, giving each person their own mannerism and the importance of making sure that there's a story with every character, every person that you do has to have a feeling, has to have a story, but a really terrific exhibit. So I've always appreciated Leonardo da Vinci. You know, this is a guy, again, back from 500 years ago, right? And just these writings, and, and I know I've understood of his discipline, but I didn't really understand, so I thought in a way of learning, I, I hope they got some books. You know, I want to buy a book and read more. So I ended up getting this one book and it was called uh, Leonardo's Notebook. And it's over 400 pages long of all of Leonardo da Vinci's notes just transcribed and just explaining, you know, as he goes on about different things and his observations. And it's just like, and this is what I love about learning um, is just, you don't always have, in my mind, I, where I find, you know, part of the discipline of learning and, and understanding that is, 
is, you know, number one, putting things into practice, but number two, just being willing to hear something else. And as I'm reading through this and I'm marking things down and going, oh my God, you know, this guy, talk about discipline of learning. This guy, Leonardo da Vinci, was so thorough and in, in so many ways. I mean, to the point where he dissected, in, in dissected really, he did an autopsy on over, over 10 human bodies, right? And he talks about it in there in his book, where just going through and peeling off the skin and peeling off the muscles and making sure there's, he doesn't cut a certain vein where there's too much blood, but, and he just drew everything. And he had this discipline of just drawing every little detail. And his whole thing through here was the, how much practice is so vital you know, to, to one's growth and, and the importance of this practice and this discipline doesn't mean that you're going to go cut open a human body. You want to learn anatomy and just cut it open and really study. Well, no, you don't have to. It's all been done before and it's all been recorded. So you can learn it from textbooks now. You can learn it from the internet. You can learn all this. You don't have to do what he did. But it's that discipline and finding, drawing something over and over again in order just to get it stuck in your brain. Now, I've always had trouble my whole freaking life of retaining information. It has always been a struggle with me ever since I was a child of just drawing something and just retaining it. And that's why I think personally, my own journey, I've had to work so hard at just drawing things repetitively just to help me get there. But I also know and through this, I've neglected a lot of things in drawing. And, and I feel part of that imposter and that cheat because I feel like I, I made it to a certain point in my career, but cheated the system because I didn't draw everything. All I loved to draw was characters. All I loved to draw was people. And I hated drawing buildings, still do. I hate drawing um, just landscapes and painting and all that. I just, I just don't enjoy it. It's just, and that's the thing. And, and that's what, one thing that I'm happy about is that I forged a career and a life by choice of doing what I wanted to do just by drawing characters and, and it worked, okay? And I think it worked because that was my mindset. I said, I want to make this work and this is what I'm going to do and I'm going to try to get good at it and that was my focus. Now, there are certain disciplines I had to learn, right? I had to, I couldn't cheat perspective. I couldn't cheat construction. I couldn't cheat understanding and breaking down appeal to drawings. I couldn't cheat learning about function. Um, I couldn't cheat feeling, uh, drawings. I had to take life drawing. I had to do all these things on a repetitive aspect. Okay. But there's a lot of things that I felt like I cheated, like, because I didn't like drawing it. So, you know, like some of the things that he talks about in this book, which really, you know, struck a chord, uh, with me. And, and he says this, he says, um, those who are in love with practice without knowledge, are like the sailor who goes into a ship without rudder or compass and who never can be certain whither he is going. Practice must always be founded on sound theory. So whenever you're going to practice something, just again, you, you can sit there and I've said it many times and I love that he kind of talks about this. Again, this is 500 years ago, Leonardo da Vinci, but it still holds true. You can't just practice and say, oh, I'm, I'm, I fill up my sketchbook every day. I'm practicing. I'm drawing every day. 
But if there's no theory behind it, if there's no understanding of foundation or there's no understanding of principles or I'm practicing characters, but you don't understand character design. You don't understand design. So what is it you're actually practicing when you're drawing people live? Are you just drawing them without having real sort of disciplined sound theory on what it is you're trying to practice? Why does the, if you're practicing even, um, you know, I'm going to talk more about the drawing, not so much about painting because I'm not a painter, but he gets into painting dramatically here in light and shadow. Um, but just talking about when you do through, through that observation, why are you making that decision? Why are you drawing the foot in that angle? Why are you drawing that arm going back in that way? If the arm can't technically turn or go back in that direction, um, because you don't understand it, right? What muscles are pulling? What muscles make this, this arm, my forearm work? Uh, no, my upper part of my arm are all the muscles that are connected to right here. Uh, what's making all this work, you know, all the muscles that are connected near where my elbow is are making my forearm work, you know, and so on through my hand. But, you know, he gets pretty deep into that stuff. Now, again, this guy, granted, he didn't have a cell phone and he didn't have all these distractions and he didn't have any kids and he didn't have, um, he wasn't married and all this sort of stuff. But this guy was a really disciplined artist. But um, again, the idea is, Practice must be founded on sound theory, and to pra and to this, perspective is the guide and the gateway, and without this, nothing can be done well in the matter of drawing. So his whole philosophy, and it's rightly so, was perspective. Perspective was the first and foremost thing to truly learn and understand, because if you understand perspective, then you can know what, then you can start to put everything else into play. You can start to put your figures into a scene. You can start to draw your figures effectively to show their form, to show their depth, to show an understanding of the figure. And this is honestly where I see just a lot of weakness when, as I was reading through this, and it's my own observation where as a teacher, when I'm teaching through schoolism, when I'm teaching live, this is where a lot of the thing, when people are drawing characters, they may have that imagination and that idea of, of drawing things, but I can see where the perspective problems, the foreshortening and all that. So what does that affect? All that lack of perspective in just drawing a human figure affects their construction in their figure. It, it affects the feeling of the figure. It affects the, everything about the figure. So perspective is such a vital um, aspect to this. And, and he keeps talking about it over and over again and talks about, and I love that he says this again 500 years ago because I fully inherently believe this, that, you know, that, oh, and he talks about old painter, don't be fooled by thinking you can learn about paint and color without learning about drawing and how so many artists today are so concerned about rendering, so concerned about light and shadow and painting and all this. And I see it over and over again in portfolios where there is true, where no understanding of drawing. And he talks about drawing should be your first and foremost call to action. Learn how to freaking draw. Learn how to draw. And then from there, you can start to move into these other areas. So with that, he talks about the most essential uh, parts that he feels are, you know, are vital. He says, number one is perspective. Learn perspective. This is something that I will tell you that I didn't learn. This was my greatest failure 
But again, I, I had the awareness and then still in that mindset right now, man, I gotta learn perspective even more. I'm, I'm challenged myself more now. And then this is what I love about learning and growth. It's just like, let something find you, let something inspire you, let something you read. And this is why you gotta read. And this is why you gotta listen. And this is why you gotta learn because this is the exciting part. Even if you're in a funk of growth, you can just one minute you're in a funk and you're kind of all bummed out and you're in this mood and the next day, a week later, you discover this book, you hear someone mention something and you finally go, oh, there's a, there's a new, this is resurging a new bit of life into me, you know, and it can be temporary, it might only last a couple of weeks, but it's, it's a little bit of something. But he talks about the perspective and again, this was my downfall and I talk about this in my workshops where my, where my weakness in my drawings were, where I didn't understand construction, I didn't understand feeling, but none of that showed up in my drawing because I didn't understand perspective and I always neglected it. Why? Because I was just drawing people's faces. All I did was caricature. I was making a living doing it, okay? So again, I was comfortable. It didn't hurt bad enough. And this is the big thing. It wasn't painful enough. It didn't hurt. It's like, hey, I'm making pretty good money. I'm 18, 19 years old. I'm making like 700 bucks a week, you know, $1,000 a week. I'm, you know, it's pretty good money. And uh, what I need to really learn all that for? I was still amused and loved all these other artists, but I didn't truly dig deep enough. I wanted to study from them and learn from them, but not, I didn't understand, man, damn it, perspective, Shit, why why didn't I just truly immerse myself? And then then I start looking back and go, I did. I was trying to, I learned it more in the human figure than I did with everything else. But that still affected me and still to this day has affected me. Where I wish that I would have just had that discipline to, you know, I, I studied it for a little bit, but I didn't really immerse myself into it. So I learned like little, little things about the perspective. But damn, you know, it's just like, I, and this is why right now I'm just kind of like, man, I, I got to get, I want, really want to learn more about perspective. But he says perspective, number one, when you understand perspective, then number two, you move on to proportion. Then you learn and you get freaking good about proportion. You start studying and learn what are all the proportions in the human face? What are the proportions in the human body? Understand these and then you go from there. But this is part of that. Not just doing it once, not just doing it twice. Um, again, this guy's discipline was, I mean, you can't, you'd say, who even has time to do that anymore in reality? But that's what this guy did. And that's why the discipline that we see of these artists that are, are so great, um, where we go, man, they, they got the discipline for these certain aspects. So number two is the, the proportions. Learn about the proportions. Once you understand perspective, once you understand proportions, the next thing to move on into is then you move into copying. Copying, and I am a firm believer of copying. I have copied my whole life, and thank God I did, um, because I know the essential aspect and the vital importance of copying, and Leonardo, if Leonardo da Vinci praises it and, and talks about it, I, I just know it's right, just because as a form of, uh, of learning, I just... I just know it's with music, with writing, with everything you've done in your life, you copied, you know, you copied letters to learn words, you copied you notes to learn music, you, you know, you copy, um, you copy art to, to become even better, you, you learn, you do studies, right? You heard about master studies and all these. And once you're done copying, then you go to nature. 
Then you start studying and doing those things for yourself and start going, now I'm going to put into practice with the sole um, understanding of just really, you know, knowing, uh, uh, like, like you talked about with the um, practice must be founded on sound theory. So now you go into the sound theory. Now you start copying from nature. And not that, you know, well, I'm just copying from nature. I'll learn that way. It's going to take longer, right? But if you're studying and you're copying um, and you've gone through that now, when you're looking, now you understand the foundation. Now you understand the rules. Now I'm going to copy from nature and it's all going to make sense instead of the opposite. Oh, I'm just sketching and drawing people. They say draw from people all the time. But the problem is I haven't learned about all these other things. So it's a, it's a good lesson. For all teachers out there and anyone else, hey, just for, for myself even, just to constantly harp on people, learn that perspective, learn that construction, learn how to do, learn to copy. All these things that I just even just talk about in my books that I've written that are so vital. And then you go to that point, but um, it was just really great. So tapping back into uh, what I sort of like started with in this opening. So I'm reading this and my mind's getting blown. I'm just like, oh man, damn the discipline. I got to discipline myself more and I got to practice drawing other things again. I feel like I've cheated my way through the system because I got away with blue bloody murder, not having to really paint things, not having to do full compositions of things in my career, not having to do uh, worry about buildings and perspective and drawing cars and drawing, uh, you know, um, landscapes and all this other stuff. And I realized I didn't do all that and I never pursued it, number one, because I never found that I had to in the journey that I chose. And number two, it just didn't excite me. I just wasn't excited about it. And I and, and that's another thing that I go through. And I go, man, I just, I didn't do it because it doesn't excite me. It's kind of like boring. So then after reading this book, I'm like, okay, that's it. I'm going to start drawing things that are in front of me. And I'm going to, you know, Leonardo's talking about eyesight and how we perceive things. And I'm just like, okay. He talks about, you know, taking a mirror and you take out, you, you take a mirror and you just basically, you know, glass and you make it still and you don't move your head and you hold that glass and you, and you trace that tree that you see through there and you copy every, you know, just the idea of it. And then you move it to the side and then on a piece of paper, a few more times, now you make, you do a copy of that exact tree, of that exact proportion, of that exact size. And you talk about copying and, you know, botany, just, you know, flowers and plants and rendering those and, and drawing them over and over again and having the true understanding and learning all the bones and learning all the muscles. And it's just like, oh my God, oh my God, if I don't do all that, am I a failure? Am I, am I a cheat? Am I not a real artist? And in Leonardo's opinion, you weren't, you know, if you weren't doing all that, you were just kind of like a hack. You know, so it's just like, I'm like, thank God I didn't live around that guy, you know, back then. But, you know, it might have pushed me even more. But the, but the thing is, it's just like the, the study of having to go through this and learn these things. So I said, OK, well, man, I'm going to try drawing some things. I'm going to start uh, look at I'm looking at my board in front of me and looking at all these props and I'm looking at things that I don't draw or, you know, it could be. I went on a hike and I'm looking at the trees and I'm just trying to observe things. I'm like, okay, I'm going to observe this. I'm going to take this in. And it's interesting looking at, but then I go to draw it. I'm like, eh, man, 
understand, not only am I struggling, you know, with it and knowing it's a weakness, okay, but also I'm like, and that's the thing too, you got to work through this training. That's another part that he talks about is when you're learning and you're doing this stuff again, but this is a common thing. You gotta, with acting, with music, everything, you gotta do it over and over again. This practice which isn't even enjoyable. It's an unenjoyable practice, but you know you have to do it in order to get through. And this is where most art students or just even professionals suffer and struggle because they're the discipline of doing this over and over again, but it's freaking boring and I hate it. But hey man, if you wanna make a living out of this, you're gonna have to do this. now. In my perspective, I go, I've been making a living doing this without having to do all that. So again, it doesn't hurt bad enough, right? It's not painful enough. I haven't had to find the jobs doing all this other stuff. And I know that if I need to, I could try to probably figure it out somehow, but it's sort of like a lame excuse. And so as I'm drawing these things, I'm like, Hey, this sucks, man. I don't want to draw this leaf. And I start trying to draw a leaf in the shading. And it's all like feeling like I'm in art school. And going, oh my God, this is horrible. The problem is with art school, you get those assignments. Draw a gum wrapper. Draw this. You know, put draw these plants and draw these stills. You know, and you go, what's the point of this? And there is a point to do it. The problem is you only do it once or twice. And you're not drawing it all the time. That's where the art student suffers because they're not doing it all the time. But as I'm doing it, I'm like, man, this is just, it's just like pulling nails and pulling teeth. This is so, I hate this. It's just, I don't like it. And so as a 47 year old, 46, 46 year old, I'm just like, man, I, you know, and, but I'm, I'm going to keep forcing myself to do it. And even though it sucks and I don't enjoy it and it's boring as hell to me and it's, it's not fun and I'd rather be doing stuff or quite honestly that what we end up doing is end up drawing stuff that we know that we're comfortable with, right? So we do the same thing over and over again. And that's why as I'm drawing characters, I'm drawing people, animal, I'm comfortable with that and I'll do that and I can do that. But still, do I know, um, it's just like this sort of, you know, struggle, especially with shading, because I don't consider myself, I'm not a painter, consider myself, I'm not, I'm not a painter, I don't paint, that's not my passion, that's not what I love to do, so then it comes down to doing that discipline, the stuff that you kind of love to do, what do you, what, what do you love to do, what do you like to do, and you got to go against that grain sometimes, and find that time, which I'm finding now, then you know what, this is important stuff, and I'm going to go back and I'm going to steep doing this, even though it's a big ass struggle and I don't use it on a practical level and it doesn't apply to my career with what I'm doing right now. It's not what, but it's for my own sort of trying to take myself to this, to this other level of, of learning that even though I know I'm going to struggle with it, but it is, it is so uncomfortable and it is so, it's boring. Quite honestly, it's just boring. But this is what you're going to have to work through and struggle. Not only understand your own personal weakness and, and really find out what that is, but you're going to have to go through all this boring stuff and you're going to have to learn to do the, the drawing and build upon that. It's going to make you better at what you do in the long run. Um, and I think the hard thing for me again, is my struggle for attaining information. And it's even as I like read through Leonardo's book, it's like, Shit, man, I can't remember half the stuff I just read, you know, damn it. You know, but I'm underlined everything and I got to read through things a couple times, but 
Um, this is this is what you gotta do. Again, you're gonna do things. You gotta go through these struggles. You gotta draw these things that are gonna be a pain in the ass and they're gonna suck. But my my mindset is, you know what? If I can even just draw one inanimate object, something that's not human, draw a tree, draw a leaf, draw a pencil, draw just something that's in front of me, some sort of prop, something, just one a day. If I can do that, can I give myself that? And I know that in the long run, it's going to benefit me. But what is really comes into that when I'm learning that is number one, my, what, what's the study? What's the, what's the sound theory that I'm trying to understand by doing that? I can't just, again, practice. And okay, look, I'm drawing it. Hey, look, mom, I drew a tree. Hey, look, ma, I drew a pencil. Am I thinking about the perspective? Am I thinking about the proportions? Is there something that I can copy from another artist and more that maybe that, that I see that I feel like is real, like they have real sound understanding that I can learn from them, a real master, not some, you know, this is why you've got to be careful with what you're studying and whose work you're looking at. Uh, because if it doesn't have that sort of solid construction of certain things going on there and it's the drawings aren't really as strong as they could be, you could be really doing yourself a disservice. Um, and then from there, then I can just start copying uh, from the nature, right? So the nature is just drawing from that, necessarily that object again. But I think what I have to do is look, think about that, that perspective. Say I take this pencil and I'm just looking at that perspective and the different direction that this pencil might be facing. You've got to go through that. So learning that is going to benefit you with what you do. Again, am I going to use it? Do I love drawing? Am I going to be drawing compositions and backgrounds and all that? No, because I honestly, I just don't like it. And that's another thing is, fine, I hope that you're not moving towards something or part of your struggle as an artist every day is working on something just to get work, but it's doing something you really hate and have no interest in and are just so bored because my belief is if you're bored with this, if you truly do, it's just not you. It's not you. It's not you. Are you gonna, do you wanna go climbing out Mount Everest with all these people that are dying? No, do, do I care? I mean, does it matter that I'm gonna stop myself because people are dying? No. What stops me from climbing Mount Everest is I have no desire to climb Mount Everest. I've seen Mount Everest. I've been to Nepal, but I, and it was beautiful to look at, but I have no desire to climb Mount Everest. I have no desire to get on a, a, a rowing boat and start rowing five miles every day. I just, I just don't want to do it. I have no interest in that. It's not what is driving me. It's not my calling. It's not my purpose. It's just like an apple tree's purpose is not to produce oranges. Hopefully you can try to find that purpose within yourself and you find that purpose through trial and error, but you have to go through all these different things to at least when you're younger anyway, to at least experiment. And I think younger, when I was younger, when I talk about young, I'm talking about between the age of about 18 to about 30 years old or 25 years old, I kind of loved drawing the face. I loved drawing the people. I started to love drawing the body. Do I know every muscle in the body? Do I know every proportion? Do I know every bone? No. 
but I'm constantly going and maybe trying to practice that, you know, purposeful. When I go to figure drawing, I am trying to look at these things. Oh, man, look at that negative space. Look at that proportion. Why is it, you know, and I'm trying to think about these things that are going through my head. So I'm not just sitting there drawing nothing. Um, but that's what you have to have that try to at least, and I hope you can find that purpose, you know. But again, if your goal, and I'm going to throw this one out there to you guys, or you people who want to be concept design and concept artists, because that's all anyone says they want to be anymore. Be careful with that, okay? I just got to say be careful with that. Finding the jobs, knowing the discipline, knowing where you want to go. But if that's what you want to do, you better. You better learn perspective. You better learn proportion. You better learn color theory. You better learn, you know, just from copying and understanding. These are all the things that you got to understand and learn. And it's a, it's a whirlwind of stuff that you got to learn. And that's what you say you want to do. And on top of it, I hope you got a strong, rich imagination that you're constantly observing and learning things that you can start to add in you know, and get more creative based on things that you've seen and experienced. So you've got to get yourself experienced. But don't say you want to be a concept designer, an artist, and not know about perspective. You, if you, and I hope that all of a sudden, if you go, man, that's what I've been neglecting, that you drop all your color studies right now and you go back to learning perspective and you pick up some books on perspective and you study perspective from some of the greats. You know, and go back and research them and learn that because that's honestly, I see so much wrong when I'm looking at people's portfolios. They say they want to be concept designers. And I was thinking about as I'm reading this book. Oh, yeah, man, they are really not they no understanding of perspective or no understanding, you know, of thought, you know, through there. And, and you know what was also awesome? Leonardo talks about study habits. If you wish to have sound knowledge of the forms of subjects, begin with the details of them and do not go on to the second step till you have the first well fixed in your memory and in practice. And if you do otherwise, you will throw away your time or certainly greatly prolong your studies. You know, so the importance, if you're gonna study something, this is the problem that happens in school, quite honestly, in studies with kids and all of us. And this is why, where I got messed up is like, you, you were studying something, but I didn't really understand it. But no, we've got to move on to chapter two and then chapter three. I'm like, well, but I don't understand chapter one yet. You know, that's the thing. So if you don't understand drawing certain aspects, how can you move on to that next phase? How can you move on to light and shadow if you don't even understand drawing or, or what you're sort of dealing with? How can you move on to color if you don't understand light and shadow, right? So it's like you've got to go one step at a time. And that's very important. But um, an area here where it's almost like talking about concept art. Um, he says, I'm going to cut into this thing. Above all, see that the figures you paint are broadly lighted from above. Oh, no, that wasn't the right one. Sorry. Oh, no, that was interesting. This was a different thing. He says, above all, see that the figures you paint are broadly lighted and from above. That to say, all living persons that you paint... For you will see that all the people you meet out in the street are lighted from above. And you know that if you saw your intimate friend 
with the light on his face from below, you would find it difficult to recognize him. I thought that was just an interesting point. Like we do see everything when the people we recognize, and again, they were living in a time, right? 500 years ago without the electricity and all this sort of stuff where light was everyone that you recognize that all the forms that we saw were lit really in daytime from above or whatnot. But if the light was coming from below, it's like you're, you, the, the lighting and shading is different. So you're not going to recognize people as much. But I thought that was kind of cool. Um, so here, the, where does he go? He goes to compose groups of figures in historical pictures. When you have well-learned perspective, again, perspective and have by heart <laughs> the parts and forms of objects you must go about and con constantly as you go observe, note, and consider the circumstances and behavior of men in talking, quarreling, or laughing, or fighting together. The action of men themselves and the actions of the bystanders who separate them or who look on them, you know, and take note of them with slight strokes in a little book that you should always carry with you. You know, so he talks about observation and how important you're going to draw. You're going to you want to be a storyboard artist. You're going to do these things. Observe people fighting, observe people quarreling, observe people, you know, the, doing these things. That way you can memorize it, think about it and put it into your, your own artwork. But here he talks about where was it? Um, you know, certain things where he talks about. Um, let me see you know, uh, like a concept art of thinking, you know, if I'm drawing a battle scene of way of representing a battle, first you must represent the smoke of artillery mingling in the air with the dust and tossed up by the movement of horses and combatants. And this mixture you must express thus the dust being of thing of this earth has weight. And although from its uh, fineness, it is essentially tossed up and mingles with the air, it nevertheless readily falls again. You know, the the more the combatants are in this turmoil, the less they will be seen and the less contrast there will be in be in the lights and shadows, you know, you know, and he goes into all these things. And if you introduce horses galloping outside the crowd, make the little clouds of dust distance from each other in proportion to the strides made by the horses, you know, and just such this mindset and thought and this quench for knowledge and thirst and not just randomly making up this oh concept art this scene but really thinking about it why has this smashed into this building why is this why is all this foliage in this abandoned building surrounded by it who was living in there why what, what led to this what made this thing feel like such a swamp Whatever it may be, just having that knowledge of what a concept artist is going to actually think about, whether or not they're teaching that or can, like, this is what's really going on in my mind. It's not just making foreground, middle ground, background, the shading, the light and thing. It's really immersing yourself within that, just like you would as you're making a character design. When you're creating a character, immersing yourself in the feeling and understanding Chuck Jones talked about this when you would draw Bugs Bunny and all these other characters. Who was Bugs? Why did Bugs Bunny do this? Why did he act like this? That led to his mannerisms or Elma Fudd or all these guys or Daffy Duck. Why did these characters 
convey the emotions and the feeling they did because it wasn't just the drawing itself. It was the, the, the understanding of what's coming inside them and pulling it out. What makes a great animator like Milk Call get into that? If you ever see Milk Call draw and admit those expressions and just kind of like feel it in his face and it's just like making that. And it's that feeling, the expressiveness. And that's what a great animator does. And this is what you have to do. But again, it doesn't come from lack of knowledge. It doesn't come from lack of perspective and lack of construction and lack of feeling and lack of appeal and all these mixtures that have to come into it. So I say to you, oh, artist, like Leonardo says, oh, painter, do not neglect these study habits. Do not neglect this. Push yourself to do things that are uncomfortable and boring. Um, I personally hate, I, I don't hate it, but I see the, the quenching of people's face when I say, I need you to study this. I need you to, you know, practice this. And then you can start copying that. And I see that they're like, I don't want to have to do that. You know, it's just like, okay. But if you don't do that, you're not going to get that much further. So you got to put yourself through this. You got to sometimes force yourself to do things that are very uncomfortable. I'm trying to do it for myself right now. Draw things that I don't normally draw. Um, and it's inanimate objects. Again, I don't have fun drawing it, but I'm going to do it because I want to learn perspective more. And maybe, and I know in time it's going to help me uh, just see things in a different way. And I'm hoping that I'm going to be able to retain it. But that's part of my own thing that I have to go through. And I hope that uh, you can do the same. And I hope that this was effective for you, okay? Uh, don't forget about the Ground Zero Animation Expo, GZA Expo, coming up June 8th and 9th. I hope to see you there. Stop by. I'm going to be doing a couple panels on Monday. I'm going to be talking about, uh, on Saturday, I'm going to be talking about just networking, uh, things like that on Saturday. On Sunday, I'm going to be talking about character design. So uh, please show up. Come by. Don't don't make excuses. Come by, learn. Meet artists who are out there who are up and coming, who are very talented, who are doing their own stuff to get out there. And you can learn from them too. So again, we're in a learning phase in our life. We always should be. There's so much content out there. I know it can be frustrating and hard to say about learning, but you got to have that, get that practice, but it's got to be based on a sound method and a sound theory in order to practice. You don't just practice to nowhere. It's not a bridge that leads to nowhere. And those are important things. Other than that, have a great one and I'll talk to you guys next week. Take care. To subscribe to my mailing list and stay updated on future workshops and events, please go to my contact at silvertunes.com and simply hit join mailing list. Until the next time, make it a great week and thank you for listening.